your martial arts movie podcast. Ha-ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble! And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now... Karate Kung Fu, the new screen excitement that gives you the biggest boner boner of your life. I don't know. Oh, man, I I try to copy this from um, copy this from an old tagline from the movie, but I think autocorrect fucked it up. Biggest (laughs) mulch of your life. Biggest. Oh, uh, biggest fight of your life. There you go. That's what it meant to say. Uh, Mulch. yeah, Karate Kung Fu. Uh, oh man, the, looking back on old, like the the old seventies, uh, like early seventies, where when prior to Bruce Lee being a thing, um, and the whole world was like so ignorant of what martial arts actually was. <laughs> Karate Kung Fu, same thing, right? Yeah, same thing. Yeah, Punches, yeah. kicks, Asian people flying through the air. It's all the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're talking about Bruce Lee as a. We're talking about the big boss today. Um, it's going to be the first of the, his entire uh, his entire very short filmography. Uh, we're going to be going through all his films uh, for the duration of November. Kind of almost like a Thanksgiving feast for ourselves, but also because it is the month that Bruce was born. So we thought it was relatively fitting, although we're probably going to end in a very distasteful way. <laughs> but um but anyways uh, we're obviously talking about the first of his uh like very short film history um his first starring role was in the big boss uh, directed by low low way uh who uh, yeah, i don't know this this movie as 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 much as it's important and as much as that like uh, like people reference this and you know it's it's for God's sakes, it's in the Criterion Collection. Um, it's kind of hard to go back and watch this, right, Zero? You, you, I think you've said it in the past. Like sometimes it's kind of hard to go backwards in time, and like this is an example where it's like, ooh, this is kind of rough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the first time I've seen this movie. I've yeah, okay. seen clips of the various famous moments and whatnot, but I never actually got a chance to sit all the way, you know, sit down and sit all the way through the Big Boss and. Mm-hmm. You are correct. Uh, For somebody who um, predominantly watches modern martial arts films, I I don't go too far back into the 70s, mainly 80s and and forward. Mm -hmm. Yes, this was uh, was a little difficult to sit through, uh, mainly because of the pacing and also because of the fight choreography. Mm -hmm, I understand mm -hmm. Bruce did do a lot of it uh mm. he took over for the original fight choreographer pretty much but like for me he didn't really come into his own yet mm-hmm. um what was i gonna say uh oh yeah just just to note as well uh this isn't his first starring role he was a child actor so he did oh do right right some other well, things y- then you know appeared, what i mean <laughs> yeah in the green hornet but i believe this was his first adult starring role Mm -hmm. i guess uh you know he he wasn't accomplished he wasn't really getting what he was what he wanted from hollywood so he you know went over to hong kong and this is where 
uh, he started uh, his, you know, his career kind of blew up. Right. And I think the interesting thing about this film is they weren't sure if he was leading man material or Mm -hmm. if he was going to be the breakout star that he eventually would be. So he got kind of, uh, he kind of co-starred alongside James Tien. And the idea was if Bruce couldn't, you know, wasn't up to snuff, James Tien's role would have been upgraded and he would just kind of taken over the role, taken over the film. Yeah, it's it's almost like insurance to make sure that uh, like the movie would do well regardless, and and it did. The, yeah. the movie was a box office success, and I think that is because they let Bruce become the the lead. It only takes thirty minutes in, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. For the first thirty minutes, it, it, Bruce is very not even. I'd say like maybe even halfway through the movie, like Bruce doesn't even come onto its own until like yeah, you're at the fifty percent mark. Uh, up to that point, he's very much reserved. He's not allowed to fight because plot convenience. Yeah, I, mean, I guess a, I'll talk. It's a it's a good plot convenience, though. I think <laughs> I think they set it up. Uh, I like I like I like the character stuff. Mm-hmm. I think some of the writing is interesting, but uh, things just don't feel fleshed out. And like I mentioned earlier, that the the pacing is just like a little slow. So right, I think right. that's why it just it feels vintage. <laughs> maybe is the nicer way of putting it i'm gonna i'm trying not to punch down on this movie too hard because it's very easy uh, because it the movie is incredibly low budget uh it's super yeah. low budget like even even some of the films that we've talked about where it's like it, they're indie films like made on like a dollar store camera um that we've kind of shit on and try to be you know relatively constructive even that by those standards like this movie kind of like it's it's basically on par with that like just it, the only difference is that it's much older it's it's incredibly low budget um and, and it's I, it's very evident with what you what, what they decided to shoot when they were in thailand yeah mm-hmm. there is in thailand no- already <laughs> yeah there is nothing like visually interesting going on sometimes no. right they're right. just they're in house they're in <laughs> bedroom it's just like man like they couldn't they just didn't do anything with it. And it's, yeah. it's a shame. I mean, uh, maybe you could argue that they are, you know, they're, they're ice factory workers. So they didn't have, they're, you know, they're not going to have extravagant things, but you could still make that sort of setting look visually interesting. Right. Yeah. Well, there's, there's really not enough in the movie to really set itself or, or make it interesting. I actually don't, fully agree i think a lot of the movie is kind of a drag out of bruce's entire filmography i think this is easily easily the the most oh, i was gonna say incompetent it's not really incompetent it's it, it's the least watchable for me I, even parts of game of death i can enjoy because like it's just a mess uh, because <laughs> right. of you know, what actually happened historically mm-hmm. Um, in, in terms of plot, dead. this is very straightforward, and yeah, I think yeah. it's pretty easy to understand. I think it's just getting things going, and like, okay, where what's happening now? Like, it never no, nothing ever feels exciting for a long no. time, and <laughs> no. that's kind of where the film starts to to lose me anyway. Right, even so, when uh, it does pick up, it's not exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So one of the things I wanted to mention is. Uh, I, I guess, like, I, I really don't want to be so hard on it because I understand this is 71. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things you could uh, hear Bay Logan talk about on the commentary of the film is uh, you have to you try you have to try to keep 
the mindset that the films that were coming out at this time weren't really doing anything interesting sure. either. That's and true. when this came along, like you just, you're just like, wow, okay, this is something different. It's mm-hmm. hard for me with modern eyes to see that because I haven't watched any other Hong Kong films in 70 from 71 that I can recall, mm-hmm. or I don't even think I have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, there's a lot of truth to that though. Like, absolutely. Like, if you watch any, like uh, what, what come drink with me as like a, like one film that like I, would def- I definitely want to cover one day for our show. Like that, that precedes this movie. Uh, but like, it's, it's a lot more like about the art of movement versus like the actual like efficacy of movement. And the choreography isn't really like anywhere close to like, uh, like a more modern style of choreography that we have today. Right. Uh, like that, what makes good choreography today is very vastly different from what it was back then. Back then it was just like, Oh, it's essentially, it's like a transliteration of like a transcribing of what, theater fighting was like you know it wasn't fighting it's more like it was just very much dancey and not so much like aggression and obviously bruce was like no let's let's show like what actual on-screen action can can look like like make it look uh ferocious but at the same time still honor like the fact that this is a very martial arts based kind of way of fighting not just like people just slugging it out so it's like marrying the two and that's again that's like what makes Bru- what made bruce lee such a great pioneer of the of martial arts uh, for cinema um but yeah like the first 30 minutes it, it's really just the james tn show right like you get a showcase of his uh, martial arts and it's very traditional like we're going the very conventional route of everyone just swinging their arms <laughs> like it's it's very everyone's like basically flaccid fighting that's <laughs> what that would describe it so uh yeah that's one thing i wanted to to, to just kind of jump off what you were saying uh when you watch the action in this movie mm-hmm. it's it there is a clear distinction between uh fight choreography and action yeah and, yeah like you said uh james chen's fights uh he's got that kind of older kind of style not the not on the metronome surprisingly Mm-hmm. But it's just like wild haymaker swings, yeah. uh, stuntmen standing and taking blows or not really reacting mm-hmm. in like a believable sense. Mm-hmm. And then when you have the stuff that Bruce Lee was clearly doing for himself, it feels like people are not dancing or doing choreography. They're yeah. really reacting to right, right. these moves and trying to make split second decisions based off of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely want to talk about that when we get into the actual, you know, action bit of our episodes. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like when it comes down to uh, the Bruce versus one versus many format, uh, do you actually kind of believe the? You actually kind of believe it that like everyone would just kind of they're very hesitant to approach him, like he's because he's like a loaded cannon. It's like, and but that's that's again we've met, echoed this many times on our show. Bruce is not a long bout choreography kind of guy like it's it's he's best when it's just like he strikes one guy with one very efficient blow and then the guy's out (laughs) he's just completely out of the fight (laughs) and you completely believe it um that's why like when it's like he has 12 guys hovering around him you believe it that no one wants to get anywhere near him um versus like more like other films where always just constantly complaining like oh why they're they're being putties in the background just going um so yeah like i think back then 
This is like, you know, that's what sets Bruce Lee apart from, you know, uh, like all his contemporaries at the time, right? Um, so, yeah, once he kind of like takes over the film, like, because like, I think the first 30 minutes, it's really just the James Tien show. Uh, once he takes over, it starts to get a little interesting, and then the plot rears its head, and it just will not stop. And it's very slow. I, I, I find the movie a, a very not engaging. In Ooh, can, I, can, I, uh, can I sum up the plot? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you want to volunteer, go ahead. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bruce Lee gets raped in Thailand. I mean, <laughs> it's, is it really? I mean, tech, oh, it's yes, not consensual. Yes. yes. So, yeah, you're right. Yes, you're right. You're right. He totally gets raped in Thailand. <laughs> and I was really shocked to see that. They keep on cutting back to his passed out body. And I was thinking, oh, maybe he'll wake up and make love to this woman. No, he is passed out the entire time and she has sex on top of him. And yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't that even know why. This movie. I don't even know why she would do that. He's already passed out. Like, you don't need to do anything. And she, it's like, but then, you know, the movie makes her out to be like, you know, she's obviously victimized, which is true. You know, she's kind of sex trafficked into her the the life that she's in but um she didn't have to have sex with him <laughs> like no one's lo- no one's looking like oh i had sex with him totally yeah just just lie <laughs> uh that that tangent aside by the way did you know that the besides that actress like they actually did film inside a brothel so yeah. that's like a, a little piece of trivia it, it's just uh like all those extras in the background that turn or like actual prostitutes there so uh yeah I don't know that if that's important to the um, the quality of the movie, but that does speak to like the uh, kind of like the DIYing of the, the this film, yeah. and um and, and I think I think like one thing I do want to mention is like how much Bruce and Lo Wei like butted heads throughout the entirety of the uh, of the filming of this movie, um and I think it was obviously like. A lot of the times when you're watching you know, a Hong Kong movie, especially of the older variety, they do film things like sequentially, like you know, because you know when you think about like modern filmmaking, it's like they don't film everything in order, you know. But this, sometimes they, in a lower product, lower quality production, they film things and come up with the script on the fly. So yeah, um, apparently the script was just a bunch of scribbles on a piece of paper yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's what it feels I, and like i think that was kind of the sentiment with a lot of these low budget hong kong movies they had an mm-hmm. idea yep they went and like one day we're filming like oh okay let's do this out and like yeah. they would have these bursts of creativity on set you know sometimes yeah. sometimes right, not right. but they would then go from there like oh okay let's do this let's do this and i think that's why it worked in that james tian could have easily taken over if right. Bruce Lee, you know, wasn't really performing uh, up to par. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can we can go over like the really quick. I mean, like the the story that everybody knows, uh, and you know, everyone has a different interpretation of it. Which is Bruce was supposed to be uh, when he came back to Hong Kong uh, after his short stint. Well, his stint in in America. Um, he came back to Hong Kong, and he was offered. Uh, something uh, a contract with Shaw Brothers, but then Raven Chow gave him a better offer, and then he became uh, exclusive at at Golden Harvest. And then, yeah, I mean, what we're looking at, what we're talking about today, is the first of the series of movies that Bruce would eventually be in. But they didn't have any confidence in him because 
you know, uh, he didn't have a track record. And, yeah. you know, James Tian actually kind of did at that point. Um, so that's why I mean, like, Lo Wei, I mean, he was a hack director who <laughs> has done movies in the past for, you know, Shaw, Shaw Brothers and Raymond Chow. Um, he was tasked with this movie. And he, he was like, he had more confidence than James Tian. And he had a particular, him and, um, I can't pronounce this guy's name, Han Ying Che. I got I to I figure out how to say that one day. But um, the two of them, like, they're obviously more of the, you know, like, they're used to their way of making a martial arts kind of flick. So, you know, like, and like I said before, these movies aren't typically filmed in sequence. So, as the movie goes along, you can literally see, like, the moment where, like, Bruce suddenly has more control over the movie. <laughs> it's like, James Tian dies, and because Raymond Chow said, like, no, just let Bruce take over, because, like, because obviously Bruce was very upset that we're doing these very, like, flaily, limpy kind of movements. Um, because, like, we get a little flash of it in, in, like, a night scene where he just, like, does, like, really quick movements, and then those people are just eliminated. Um, so like after that point, Bruce starts to come in to is like come into his own, but like everything in between is, is so drawn out and just drags on. It's not interesting. Zero. I don't know. Like I start to fall asleep. At so, times. so all jokes aside, uh, Bruce Lee does, Technically gets sexually assaulted in Thailand. But what <laughs> is the story of the big boss? Right, you're you're going to sum it apparently up. Apparently the title is, uh, I, I think the Chinese title oh, is boy. more like uh, younger brother comes here or, or something comes in. Yeah, yeah. But then they translated it to the big boss for literally meaning the, the final boss, the bad guy. There, do we want to talk about the title mix-up with this movie? Uh, there is a label. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely want to talk about that because it's yeah, so sure. freaking confusing. The Big Boss, the movie we're talking about today in America is called Fist, uh, Fists of Fury. But the intended title was to be Chinese Connection. So they fucked that up because the next movie actually, the, <laughs> their actual title is Fist of Fury, which we did cover. Fist of Fury. One fist... And it's supposed to be the title was supposed to be Fist of Fury, and instead they chose to make that called the Chinese Connection. So it's all fucked. And anytime people get confused with what our like our title of our show is, is it one or is it two, multiple? Um, the answer is our podcast is the the Chinese Connection. <laughs> I don't know. More like Fist of Fail. Yeah. yeah to mm. properly name your movie title but yes <laughs> the big boss uh bruce lee goes to thailand for some reason uh, uh well his mom oh wow it, oh my god it's the exact premise of the fresh prince of bel-air <laughs> it is he he gets he gets uh, well not banished <laughs> banished isn't the wrong word but he gets sent away by his mom because yeah, he got in he, too many he fights. He doesn't get into a fight on a basketball court. <laughs> no, no, but you know what? It, the, the gist of it's the same. Is he gets in a fight. Uh, he gets in too many fights in his um, uh, where he's from. So he gets sent away by his mom to live with uh, relatives, <laughs> his uncle in Bel Air. Um, no, in Thailand, uh, where he'll learn discipline and he's told never to fight again. I like that on paper, though. I, I like that part on paper. 
uh, I, I think I actually think that the execution of it doesn't really work for me. Uh, and, and that's very easy for me to say, like looking back on a movie that's literally 50 years old. Um, but the fact that he is watching his countrymen die or his relatives get slashed and cut up uh, right in front of him and he's not doing anything, I think that's more irresponsible than actively participating in a fight. I don't know, like, I, like especially since the people are like literally legitimately getting stabbed right in front of him. Like, I think it's up to you have like the responsibility to help help them out. Right. Uh, my understanding is this is just sentiment of the times. You are mm-hmm. not supposed to do these sorts of things. Uh, I don't yeah. think he's watching anyone getting stabbed. Well, I can't, yeah. I can't recall. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, you know, he, he has a duty erupt. to his family. You know, his mm-hmm. mother told him don't fight. So right. and you know gave him the jade pendant, so he has to abide by you know her wishes, and I yeah. and I get that. I, I think the story works in context of the time period. I sure. understand everything. It's just again, the information being doled out to us, learning about the characters. Like I think my problem is I didn't really care about any of these characters. <laughs> I I like James Yen like because they you know because of the tactic that they use, they put him front and center in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And when he ultimately has to go away later, I was like, oh, no, I, I liked you. Good. That's that's good. That You want that sort of um, uh, elicitation from the audience when mm-hmm. somebody, you know, is no longer there. Right. And but, but it's kind of interesting because Bruce Lee is constantly struggling to win over the favor of his, you know, fellow co-workers. Mm-hmm. At, at first, it's like, oh, hey, I'm a great fighter. Everyone's like, hooray, yay, you did it. And then he like shows up late to work, and they're like, oh, we don't like you anymore. You are a bad person. <laughs> and he's like, oh, what happened, guys? Come on. Yeah, well, that becomes that is part of the the dilemma that he has to go through. All right, like he has, he needs he needs some sort of conflict. Like yeah. otherwise, it's a very straightforward film. The film could easily be you can cut out thirty minutes. Like super easily. I don't know. I don't know, I, if, I, I don't know I, if I would say thirty minutes, but man, like this movie felt long, felt yeah, pretty really long. I, I liked so. Uh, I think I think when when with things towards the end, people would say like, "Oh, you don't need that." In mm-hmm. terms of when he, before he's going to fight the final boss, yeah. Uh, there is a moment of reflection on on what happened because. Uh, you know, he witnessed this horrendous thing that happened to his his friends. He's like, yeah. "Oh, I gotta, I gotta go get revenge." But mm. then he sits by a river, and for modern audiences, we'd be like, "Why, why are you doing that?" Right? Right. Like, right. Why don't you just go, go torpedo to the bad guys? But uh, I think the idea was he was still kind of tied to honoring his right. family's wishes, and that was something that was evident of the time you know like right, he right. was struggling like do i do i go and but you know go against what my my parents or my my mother wanted or do i go get revenge for right. my friends and I, I think that's like an interesting character dilemma to be in but for us now we're expecting something else so that's mm-hmm. that's where i understand like okay people might want that cut just completely i i don't i don't mind that part i, I mean it would it's i think it had as much as I complain about pacing in this movie, that was that actually cuts it up, uh, breaks up the um, the uh, intensity. I'm gonna put it in quotations. 
between the like the night scene fight and the final fight. You know, otherwise there would be like it would just jump from one to the other. And like we need to actually give the character a little bit of like a dilemma that he's like an internal conflict that he's facing and externalize it for the audience. Um, and that's something that uh, like I actually do kind of like. It's it's everything else that needed to be trimmed down, needed to be shortened. Uh, you know, I feel like there's a lot. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, it's just a product of uh, kind of it's like a impromptu, of time, right? Yeah. A product of its time. A lot of it is just like like uh, impromptu, um, improvisational kind of filmmaking. It's like, oh, let's just film these people walking into the lobby. Um, there's an actual scene of James Tien walking into the main bad guy's lair, and we we're just—he's just walking through the entire house, and like, we don't need this. Yeah, yeah. There is weird. There, there's. Now I know what you're saying now. So there's, there's shots in the movie, like for example, when they go get like the ice cream from yeah. um, that one girl. Yeah. There's a shot, and they literally show her like making it. Like you, you don't do that anymore. That's just that's filler. You can right, like, right. You cut it out in the editing room. But for some reason, we're just seeing her like, do, 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 do. And, and it's only a few seconds, but we, uh, you know, for modern audiences now, like if it's not adding anything or if it's not really moving the story along, you, you got to cut that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, like the more we talk about it, the more it, feel, it makes me feel like I'm, I'm being a little bit critical of a film that, I mean, it is a product of its time. I feel like a lot of film, older films, like they, they, they take their time. And I do appreciate sometimes, you know, like if you take your time with certain shots, you know, like, but th- for these particular shots, they don't add anything to the film. They just pad it out. And I, I don't know if I'm exaggerating. Maybe 20 minutes we can cut out from the film. Uh, yeah, it's just so long. Uh, and I, I was just nodding off at times. And um, <laughs> it's, it's like the Bay Logan uh, commentary on top of it. I don't think it, it, it helped. Uh, like, this because his voice is like, a lot of the times, like Bay Logan, and like I feel like a lot of people would do this too when if they're commentating over something that's like a legendary film. Um, as as boring as this film is, the a lot of the um, the information about the film isn't about the film. It's just about the the legacy that the the film left, and like a lot of the production, like the pre production that went into the film. Not talking about the film itself. So like, if I were to like listen through uh, like as i'm listening to this uh commentary i'm just like oh there's like nothing about the movie that's actually interesting <laughs> it's just more about like the the production side of things that i actually found engaging um yeah, i mean i would i would disagree with you there uh yeah. i i found watching it with the commentary a little better because i knew all the story beats i could visually just mm. see what was going on and then he was adding yeah. little tidbits here and there so i was fine with the commentary stuff it was it was the first watch where yeah. I was like, okay, you know, what's happening? Right, right. What's going on? Oh, we're still here. Oh, ne- they're sending more <laughs> they're sending more workers to the boss's place. I wonder <laughs> what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, they died. Oh, let's send more people to invest. It's like oh, like how like how how long are they going to keep on doing? I I almost just wanted it to keep on happening yeah, until yeah nobody was left and they killed off the entire workforce <laughs> well that's exactly what happens oh well, the well spoilers. no spoilers no, 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 no. kind of kind of spoilers no, no, kinda, no. like like three sets no no four people die so basically sure. what ha- so, so to elaborate on the plot a little more mm-hmm. two uh workers at this ice factory uh witness that the ice that they're actually kind of transporting or whatever actually contains heroin Mm-hmm. So the boss sends them 
or the the boss tries to bribe him. Uh, they they say no, so they get killed. And he says, "Oh, I sent them to the big boss mm-hmm. in order to talk and whatnot." And so people start to get suspicious. They send people, you know, to find out what's going on, and then kind of rinse and repeat. When people go there, they get killed. And right, it we, happens we, one more time with Bruce before. Lee now investigating. Like, oh, okay, well, where are they? Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, I feel like the heroines. Uh, heroin story kind of like goes nowhere too it doesn't it's no longer about the heroin it's about the murder cover-ups yeah yeah, and then, it, yeah that's it, how it, like it never over. gets resolved and i yeah. <laughs> kind of okay am i am i just a complete idiot ice factory in thailand that's not, it, i mean is that i, I think i think we're like thing i think that's a thing like remember chocolate i i don't know i mean no but maybe, chocolate had the ice factory scene because that was an homage to this movie like it's fucking hot in Thailand. Yeah, yeah. Ice Factory. Maybe I don't know. Though, I don't know. Maybe they're somebody, they're somebody tell it. somebody tell me. I don't I'm know. Wrong because I just the whole time I was like, no, no, ice cream in Thailand. No. Well, maybe refrigeration wasn't so much a thing back then. So they're you know, like, or like it was still relatively new. So like people still need their ice, get their access to the ice. I don't know. How is it not <laughs> melting? Air? I don't know. It just. <laughs> Yeah, right, maybe let, they let, went let, there in the springtime. I don't know. Because like I, my brain's like <laughs> into my ears. see what I mean. Like this is what this movie does to you. It, it, it turns into mush. Um, oh man, but like again, okay. Uh, like in terms of the legacy of this film, like yes, of course, this movie is incredibly important because it, it kind of put. I want to say it put Bruce Lee on the map, but not on the world stage yet because you know it wasn't until Enter the Dragon's success, and then you know uh, we know what happens right after that with bruce's untimely death but it did put bruce on the map in terms of like hong kong audiences um so like there's definitely a like a prolific element to this film like you definitely appreciate the movie because of what it did and there are some things that are i can kind of still enjoy to this day but it's actually kind of hard to go back and just watch the movie by itself and i say this being as critical as I am, and you know, you, you can be like, "Oh, well, you're you're just being incredibly hard in a, a, a movie that's fifty years old." I don't know. I can still really enjoy Fist of Fury, like that move, the, the the actual Fist of Fury, the, the second movie that they uh, that Bruce did for uh, Golden Harvest. That movie still holds up. I think that movie is still relatively enjoyable. Um, this first outing is not so much, and I think a lot of that is the fact that. Uh, uh, Bruce didn't have as much control yet. Um, I was just gonna say and the budget. Like, exactly, yeah. Like he definitely had more control in that movie because mm-hmm. this is the movie that you know propelled him. Yep. So you can see here, it, you know, he's just he has to deal with uh, butting heads with the director, trying to get things done his way. Yep. He has to mm-hmm. go by what the story or the you know the lack of script is dictating. So mm-hmm. this just it is what it is. I, I can appreciate it because this is what you know started to propel his stardom. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I think if you were if you were to remove Bruce Lee from this and just watch this movie, uh, like it, it's it's boring. You know, it's not it's not very, very entertaining. Yeah, I mean that's what the first thirty minutes is. He's not really in the movie too much. Uh, he's just kind of standing there, literally just standing yeah, there. He's not allowed to do around, anything. Yeah. Um, it's almost it's almost like the filmmaker himself. Oh, not the filmmaker. The director himself is like, just like waiting 
It's like, it, it, it's like he's like the the mother character in this movie, which you know is just you just hear about it, but she never shows up in the movie. Like is an allegory for the director, like no, you're not allowed to fight. No fighting for you, Bruce. Um, but I guess we can. I guess this is a good time as ever to go right into the movie and start talking about the um, action, the fighting, the fighting. <laughs> I'll put that in quotation marks. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. But you can still support us by liking us on all the things and watch this and other episodes on YouTube with visual cues to accompany our discussion. And now on to our final thoughts. And that's the uh, that's the big boss and legendary that's the film. Big boss, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh boy. Well, dude, I, just, I can't believe. Oh, well, I forget. Like you haven't seen all the Bruce Lee films. Oh, uh, what was it like? What What you think, Zero, as a first outing for this film? Yeah, uh, I, I mentioned kind of earlier. This was a little tough to sit through because of the pacing, mm-hmm. um, and just how slow everything felt. Yep. Um. Once I rewatched it with the commentary, it, it helped because I knew when everything was happening, and then I got more yep. insight into the background of what was going on. So that was that was uh, more enjoyable. But yeah, that first watch was it was a little tough, uh, and essentially because you know I'm going in it for Bruce Lee, and the first half of the movie, like we mentioned, is not really about Bruce Lee. He kind of, yeah. kind of, you know, he kind of slides in. Uh, maybe thirty. What is it like? Maybe like thirty minutes in. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. not until James. T- yeah, James Handy is at the thirty-minute mark, and then ten minutes after that. Well, maybe like yeah, ten minutes after that. So like forty minutes in. Yeah. Uh, not until forty minutes into does he actually fight? I I like a lot of things about this movie, and but the final product doesn't work for me. It, it's like i can i can extrapolate a lot of things i enjoyed like i li- I liked some of the character moments with him particularly and then with james tn i i enjoyed some of the aspects of the choreography and what they were trying to do like i can understand and then i, I and i get it it's it's his first outing it's his first time doing the choreography and like really trying to you know get his foot in the door in in, yeah. in hong kong at least anyway and, right. and like i respect the film uh for for those reasons but when i sat down and watch it i just like it didn't do it for me unfortunately. yeah yeah that's okay all. yeah uh, uh, so you, you know uh if you've never seen the bruce lee movies you get you kind of have to watch them all if you're a martial arts fan you got to do yeah. your due diligence you, yeah, you owe yourself you owe it to yourself to see where uh where cinema came from Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, he did he did add to it. So like yep. even if you're a, even if you're a modern martial arts viewer, you, you know, respect where uh the film started. This uh, this might be a tough watch, but you kind of have to sit through it, right? Sure, sure. It's uh, look look at it in in and see just so what I'm going to do is I'm I want to see Bruce Lee's evolution of what he was doing on screen. Mm. So True. For me now, like I have this very clear in my head, and when I watch his other films, which is what we're gonna do this month, I want to see like where he's gonna start right, to take right. it, 
now that he ha- now that he's going to get more control. Right, right, right. I, no, you're. I I think that's well. That might segue into my uh my my point as well. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, be, because he doesn't have complete control in the first movie. Like, I think this movie's actually really hard to sit through because uh, yeah, the first half is really really not his movie at all um so you can really bulldoze through that part and just get to the 40 minute mark and it's like okay at this point maybe start watching it from here on out but uh i actually don't is my like i'm all over the place with my recommendation with this uh at this portion because um i only i can only recommend it because of the legacy of the movie not because of the movie itself right yeah Um, i mean that's kind of what i was saying yeah yeah it's it's unfortunate but at the same time like i actually don't mind his other movies this is yeah. the i've seen all his movies three times uh at the minimum but you know it's been a while oh no i'm sorry uh two times this is my third time watching this movie um and this is the one i i thoroughly enjoy the least <laughs> uh so i think that you're probably gonna be like my guess is that you're going to maybe appreciate the latter films more, especially like since we recover Fist of Fury plug our old episode somewhere (laughs) on screen somewhere. Um, Like that movie is like significantly better than this one, like in almost all aspects. Um, And not to just like directly compare, but like there's really not much of this, this particular movie that I would say like, Oh, this is, this particular fight or this particular element of this movie is so good that you have to come back and watch this. I'm like, eh, just watch his other films. Like they're just that much better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. With all that rambling aside, uh, I think the final fight is okay. I don't think it's great. I think it's, it's the best part of this movie. I don't like the story. I, I think it's, it's not that engaging. Uh, I think it, it's incredibly meandering and yeah it's just really long um so i don't know it's it's like i again only recommend this movie if you just need to watch it because uh, like you said before it's it's it has a legacy but the movie itself eh, eh, doesn't age well (laughs) yeah i think there's nothing wrong with that uh we you know we could get under fire for not loving everything bruce lee does because he has a huge huge fan base he of course has he's he's almost at the point of being mythologized yeah well that's yeah that's a thing which is kind of interesting so like Mm -hmm. yeah we're not trying to say anything bad but when you look at the film it's just you know it's just not that easy to sit through but i i can i uh, i can always extrapolate positives from anything i watch and i did like some of it so like i mentioned i'm going to use this as like a jumping off point on mm-hmm. how I want to compare sure. his other films now, because I do want to see the evolution of what he does on right. screen. Right. Is it, if this is your litmus test, I think the other ones will be significantly better unless depends on how you want to look at game of death. Cause game of death is going to be an interesting one. Yeah. That'll be a really interesting one to talk about. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. It's coming later. Ha <laughs> ha